Good morning, Raboisai. How is everybody doing? Today's shir is being sponsored. On his yard side by his son, Dr. Marvin Cantor, and grandson, Mark Cantor, the Neshama should have an aliyah. Also, we should all daven, Lurufuas, Rezo Gittel Bas Esther, that's Dr. Epstein's wife, who lives right below me, Avi Epstein's mother-in-law, there's a Gittel Bas Esther, she needs a serious refuah, she's still on life support. Uh, it was a sudden thing, she was just going through treatments and suddenly she got hit by uh, a bug. Not Corona. Alright, first of all we have a quick email from Chaim Bernhack. He says, I just want to let you know that my wife passed the exam. He sponsored the shear last week so that his wife could become a nurse. She passed sponsoring works like Kalman in the Five Towns says, it's Kedai. Without the sponsorship, you know she wouldn't have passed. She passed the exam and now is officially a nurse. Thank you very much. He even thanks me. Wow. Thank you very much, Rebelli, and everyone that learned the daf and heard the chus. Yainus and Fisgus, dear Rabbi, I love you, share and listen every day on the way to the hospital at home on the weekend. Even sick with Corona, he listens to the daf. I still listen. Is there going to be a CM in Lakewood? There's going to be 84 locations, and unfortunately, there's not a location in Lakewood. Nor is there a location in Borough Park. Of course there's a location in Lakewood. What's the Shiloh Bechlal? How can I get info? Uh, I don't know, does he really listen to the share? Now I'm starting to doubt that he actually listens. All right, there's going to be a, uh, we're coming out today with the list. The list is out and ready. It's going to be on uh, our WhatsApp group first. There's actually a WhatsApp group in Lakewood. So you have to get into that WhatsApp group to figure out where and when and how. And finally, one last email from Yossi Klein. He wants everybody to know that he's no, uh, what's the word? Whatever the word is. He, he's, not, he's not intimidated by those New Yorkers. He's also a New Yorker. He's from Muncie, and there's going to be a Moyer de Casillum in Muncie, he says. Have no fear. And listen, there's a lot of competition. Shruli Bornstein is doing a massive seum in Muncie. Uh, when I spoke to him, he was telling me that it, they're capping it out at 200 people. It costs a little bit of money. We can learn from them. Listen, people could be mishtatif. It's not a big deal. It's not that one person has to sponsor the whole thing. You guys are enjoying it, so everybody should chip in maybe. I'm not telling you what to do, but that's a good idea. Hi, Ravat Sadik, Rebelli, best shear in the world. He's going to the Ribbon Sarebbe's caver and he wants to have the names. And he loves when I skip words, miss words. And he tells me that I skipped a few words. And he, I got another email from him that yesterday, he tied as I skipped. Makes sense, because I don't remember saying those words in the Mishnah yesterday on Omad Aleph. Kufmem Gimel Omad Aleph. Svoig, im yeshloi ar beisachiza. Imeshli R. I might I might have skipped the word R. Imeshli R. He says he loves it because that keeps him looking inside, looking for those words that I'm skipping. So, anyways, Yishkoyach Yasi, Yishkoyach for all your support for the Shir, Yishkoyach for taking care of the Siyum in Mansi. There will be a Siyum in Lakewood as well. And now is the time of the Shir where I search for my uh, what do you call it? That piece. 
And usually I find it right there and then. No. Well, okay. No peace today. Good news. Oh, here it is. David Agal, the surfer, wants me to use. He gave me a nice piece. It um, waxes a surfboard. And I put it on my Gemara. It actually works very nicely. The only problem is that it leaves a nice film of wax on my Gemara. And I don't appreciate that. But he still insists that I should use it. So for now, we're going with this. He says, you don't lose that because it's this thick and it's heavy. Fine. We have a beautiful sugi today, Rabbi Isai. We're holding nine lines from the bottom of Daf Kufmem Gimel Aram Beis, and today is Daf Kufmem Dalit. Don't get excited that it's only like a, a 12-line Daf. Eh, there's some interesting stuff here. We're not going to be doing Taisfis. Don't worry about that either. Yet, this is good stuff. Set, yesterday we learned like this. This Machlag is in the Mishnah, top of the of Kufmem Gimel Aram Beis, the first Mishnah in the Perik. What happens if you have fruit that is designated for eating and it oozes liquid. Can you use that liquid on Shabbos? Yes or not? Yes or no? Rebuda says if it's for food, you could drink from it. If it's, and Chacham say if it's for food, you cannot drink from it. And then we had a whole sugi in the Gemara. What are they talking about? What kind of fruit? It's not just all fruit. So the worst category that we had or the most chamer category is grapes, and olives, because people typically squeeze them, and therefore everybody agrees in that situation that if you set them aside, even for food, and they ooze, it would seem like, at least Shmuel says that that liquid is usr, according to Rebuda, according to Chachamim. No machlek is there. Come Shmuel and says, and guess what? On the flip side, all other fruit, if you set it aside for food, and they ooze, let's say you take a bunch of apples, you set them aside, and all of a sudden, Liquid comes out of it, apple juice comes out of it, on Shabbos, according to everybody, Rabbi Huda and Chachamim, you could drink from it. So apple juice, you're allowed to drink. Grape juice, everybody agrees, you're not allowed to drink. So where's the machlaikas? There's a new category called tutum verimoinim. The pomegranate and strawberries, or berries. So machlaikas, do you go this way, you go this way. Chachamim say, they're like, Olives and they're usr, and Rabbi says they're like apples and they're mutter. So as we were finishing up yesterday, we were learning this the last one of the last words we learned yesterday, it says like this: Lemashkin Vilistam. If you designate Tutamirimainim pomegranates for liquid, you're gonna squeeze it then it's also to drink according to everybody, even according to Rabbi Yudha. And he sticks in one word, stam. What's stam? Stam is parer. In other words, I don't know, I'm undecided. I don't know if I want my pomegranate for juice or I want to eat it. Undecided. Undecided goes... So here, we have two categories, food and drink. And here's the stam. Parav, call it parav. Why not? Uh, I'm not even sure if this is how you spell parav. Parav could go in the food category, could go in the drink category. I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm undecided right now. So the Gemara brings Rabbi Huda that says undecided goes in the drink category. It's a terrible category, meaning I can't drink from it. If I have a bunch of strawberries, I didn't decide if I want to squeeze them for strawberry juice or to eat them at my Shabbos meal, 
undecided and they ooze liquid, I cannot drink it. Why? Because it's in the category of mashka, of any of, of liquid. Fine. So now, it's as if I designated it for juice. Says the Gemara, now, let me just tell you the question, Balpe, over here. Because the Gemara goes on a tangent. And it will go through the tangent, but all the way at the end, the Gemara has a question. It seems like, it's a very simple question, it seems like Stam is in the category of food, not of drink. Why? Because if you have Stam olives, it's like food. It's not Matama. We'll get there. So if it's not Matama, it's, not, it's like food, then certainly pomegranates and strawberries. Because the worst category, the most Chomer category, are olives and grapes. If you're telling me that there's no intent by olives and grapes, stam, it's not matama. So certainly, when it comes to pomegranates and strawberries, they can't be worse than grapes. Oh. Now, I just want to show you what this, what we're going to go through over here. I don't know if you can see this so well. So basically, it's like a six-step sugya. First step is, Rabbi Kiva says, he says a kavachaymer, if human milk, which only babies drink, you see, only a baby drinks it, adults don't drink human milk, it's considered a beverage, it's considered a mashko, so certainly, he says, cow milk. This is cow milk. Should be a beverage. Says the Gemara, we're just doing Omer Alafir Balpeh. And then we'll fly through it. Says the Gemara, wait a minute. You see this kid over here? If he gets a boo-boo and he has blood, blood is one of the seven mashkin. Now, real quickly, we gotta, we got to discuss this for a second. What's a mashka? Well, in order to make any food tamay, you have to be machshurit. It has to go through a process of getting wet by one of the seven liquids. Seven liquids. You have water, wine, oil, dew, blood. Blood is one of them. Honey. Blood is a, is a, is a mashka. It's not a beverage. Nobody drinks it. But it's considered a liquid. One of the seven liquids. Says the Gemara, very interesting. You know why a baby's milk, human milk, is considered a beverage? Because of this guy right over here. Because if he gets a boob and he bleeds, his blood could be machshur food. And guess what? The Gemara always understands that human milk is a derivative of blood. So if blood is metama, milk is metama. But that has nothing to do with cow's milk, says the Gemara. Cow's milk is different. Because a cow's blood is not metama. So, the milk is not metama. And then, Rabbi Kiva says, no, look. It has nothing to do with intent over here. It has nothing to do with anything. I'll prove to you that milk is more chamer than blood. Because if I take milk, if a doctor takes milk out of an animal, because it needs to relieve the animal from its milk, so it's refuah, in other words, it wants it, so this milk is mitama, is machshir. But blood that comes out of an animal, if, an, if a doctor removes blood or bloodletting, that blood is not mitama. 
And finally, Chacham come up and they say, this is step six. If I take grapes and I put it in a basket, so it depends what my rotten is. Depends. Do I want the grapes? Do I want whatever oozes out of it? Or do I not want it? And if I don't want it, then it's not metama. But the Lashon of the Gemara is Loyal Ratzin. Loyal Ratzin, it's... I, I, didn't have, I didn't have my mind on it. And the Gemara understands that what we're talking about here, Stam, the word Stam, Parav, is very similar to Loyal Ratzin. Loyal Ratzin, he didn't think about it, he doesn't know if it's going to ooze out or not. It's not Metama. So over here also, Stam should not be Metama. And the Gemara says, no, over there, Loyal Ratzin doesn't mean Stam. Loyal Ratzin means, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want anything to ooze out. He even says specifically with his mouth, I don't want it to ooze out, let's say. And over here it's Stam, over here it's Parav. So now let's see this whole sugi inside. A very simple sugi. Savar, ask the Gemara, V'savar Rabbi Yehuda Stam Osur. Is it possible that Rabbi Yehuda says that when it comes to Tutum Vimayim, it comes to strawberries and pomegranate. And he doesn't mention what he wants to do with it. He doesn't say, I'm going to squeeze it or I'm going to eat it. He just leaves it in the refrigerator, he'll decide later. And liquids come out of these pomegranates and strawberries or strawberries. And you're going to tell me that it's also to drink that on Shabbos. It's in the category of mashka. Stam is going to be over here, mashka. It's as if I said specifically, I want to squeeze these pomegranates. What's not? So now we go on a whole tangent. It's, not, it's a whole amud, but it's only 10 lines. What's not? Human milk is machshur other food to be mekabal tuma, whether she intends for the milk to come out, whether the baby intended to drink, or whether it came out by itself, or whether the baby was not really wanting to drink, it just came out. You don't need intent when it comes to human milk. And as we saw, because it has to do with blood. Blood, milk are equal. You don't need the intent. You don't need it to be a mashka. You don't need it to be a beverage because blood is not a beverage. Blood is not something you drink. So therefore, milk also is not something, uh, drink, not drink. It, automatically, it's, it's mashka. Chalev behemah, but there's a big difference between human milk and cow milk, animal milk. The only way I could spill milk on my apples and make them a kabel tuma is if I decided I want to use this milk. I want, to, I want to milk a cow. But if it just dripped out of the cow and then it goes on my apple, the apple is not a tuma. Wait a minute. I don't agree with this whole idea of rotzain, not rotzain. Human milk, who drinks human milk? Only infants. Adults never drink human milk. Nevertheless, they have the ability to be maksher food. So what do you see? They are considered a beverage, even though it's a very weak beverage. This is a beverage that is exclusive to infants. It's a very weak beverage. Adults don't even drink it. It's not a beverage for adults. Nevertheless, it has a halacha of a beverage, and it's metama my fruit. So, cow milk that everyone drinks, it's a universal drink, so it's a, a serious beverage, 
So certainly it should have the ability to make my fruit Where are we on this list? So we spoke about a baby, we spoke about cow's milk, now we're talking about this guy right over here. Says the Gemara, oh, I'm going to tell you why human milk is different. The reason why you don't need any intent, and you don't have to think about whether it's a beverage or not a beverage when it comes to human milk, is because blood that comes out of a wound is tame. That's one of the seven liquids, believe it or not. Now, nobody wants the blood. Nobody's drawing blood on purpose. It's not something you need intent. Blood comes out, it's automatically tame. Mitama. It's mitama fruit. If blood drips, if I get a cut while I'm picking an apple and my blood drips on the apple, I don't have to say, oh, I wanted to draw the blood and that's why it's mitama the apple. It, it fell on the apple and the apple becomes tame. Yitama, the Gemara asks. So another, again, I don't need rotten when it comes to blood. So therefore, I don't need rotten when it comes to human milk. Why? Once again, human milk is a derivative of blood. Milk is blood. Should have the same halacha as blood. Why would I even have a havamina that cow milk, you shouldn't need intent. You need intent to say, oh, I want this milk. Why? Because at the end of the day, if a cow bleeds, then that blood doesn't cause a heksher tumah. And therefore, its milk doesn't cause heksher tumah. So, no comparison between human milk and animal milk. Because their bloods are different. Human blood is machshir and cow blood is not machshir. Omar Lahan says, Rabbi Kiva, he doesn't give up. No, you see that milk is more chomer than blood. Here, these two pictures right over. We're holding at step four and five. If I milk an animal for refuah, what does it mean? I need to relieve the animal from pain. And five, if I bloodlet an animal, guess which one has more tumah or is marshal tumah? The milk. In an animal, in an animal, its milk is more powerful. Shachoy liv lirufuah tamay. Vahamek is lirufuah tar. At the end of the day, if I draw blood because I want to heal the animal, it, it's not mitama, it's not machshul akabal tumah, but the milk is. Why, if I draw milk lirufuah from a cow, it has the ability to machshul peris? Because I want the milk. I say I want the milk. Why? Because of lirufuah. Why? Because I want to drink it. What's the difference? Why? I draw the milk. I want the milk. But blood not. In the final step. You see from a basket full of grapes that it's all about intent. It's all about what's in the guy's mind. If I want it, then it becomes tummy. And if I don't want them to ooze, the tar. So, So the Gemara continues, so what, we're talking about a word, he didn't have intent, he doesn't want the olives and the grapes to ooze, so therefore, 
They're not machshul kabel tuma. You hear what's going on here? You have grapes that are oozing liquid, they're oozing grape juice, and that grape juice cannot make my fruit mukshul kabel tuma. Why? I didn't have the intent. So the Gemara just finishes up the question now. My love, we finally got to step six, and now here comes the question. My love, Simple reading of it. means, I don't, I, don't, I don't want it. Or, not I don't want it. Better than I don't want it. Stam, parav. L'ratzin, let's talk about l'ratzin. L'ratzin means, I want the liquid to come out. I'm, I'm in the wine business, I need all the liquid of the grape to come out. So it's l'ratzin. And what's l'ratzin? L'ratzin just means, I'm not in the wine business. Not that I, I don't want it, I'm not against it. I never thought about it. I never, th- like us, if we have grapes in our refrigerator, do we think about the oozing of the liquid that comes out? Do we care? Nobody thinks about it. And if nobody thinks about it, it's a bunch of parav. And what does the Gemara say about parav? That it doesn't have the ability to be matama my food, to be machshir l'kabotuma. So grapes, which is the highest level, the closest thing to being automatic schita. In fact, Shmuel says, Shmuel says there's no machlaikis when it comes to grapes and olives. If it oozes, everybody holds you not allowed to use it on Shabbos. So what does Leila Ratzin mean? I didn't have, it was parav. Parav, shleila rotzen, bistama. So the Gemara finishes up, which is the highest category. The whole world squeezes olives and grapes. There's no shaila. In every city, every place in the world, that's what they do. Shleila rotzen, klom. And if you didn't think about it, it was just parav, that juice, whatever you got out of it, cannot accomplish anything. It cannot make my fruit tome. It can't be machshur my fruit So certainly the category of pomegranates and strawberries that typically most people what's lav Most people in those days didn't squeeze them. Like Holchkin that if it's stam, if it's parav if it's parav it should be in this category, in Eichel, it shouldn't be in the Mashka category where I can't drink it. It should be in the Eichel category where I could drink it. So why are you telling me if it's Tam? It goes in this category. Over here you see that if it's Tam, it goes in the... It's not Tomei category. So if it's not Tomei category, it means it's, it's food. Eichel. Says the Gemara Loi, in this particular case, when it comes to, to the olives and the grapes, and when I say loy l'ratzayin, loy l'ratzayin doesn't translate into stam, into parav. Loy l'ratzayin means it's against my will. Literally, loy l'ratzayin, it's against my will. Oh, if a person says, the, he specifically says, I don't want it to ooze, and then it oozes, then obviously, I don't want that water. I'm not, it's, not, it's not something I want. And if I don't want it, it's against my will, against my will. It can't be machshir l'kabotoma. It can't make other fruit tummy. But in our case, we're not talking about he said specifically, I don't want it. He didn't say anything. He was stam. The word rotzain, the opposite. Now we're going to take the stam, parav, and make that rotzain. If a person doesn't say his intent, so when it comes to olives and grapes, automatically we assume he wants it. The exact opposite of what we're saying. By us, we're saying stam means that he doesn't want it. 
This parav, you don't. No, when it comes to grapes and olives, stam. L'ratzon, when it means, when the, when the, when the Gemara says L'ratzon, he wants it, it means stam. He didn't say straight out he wants it, but it means parav. Shaloi l'ratzon, what does shaloi l'ratzon mean? The Galad that he showed us, the Omar, loy nichalai. He says, I don't want this. Not parav, but he actually says the exact opposite of parav. Or explains his parav. He says, I don't want it. And that's why when it comes to this final case, of grapes in a basket, and he says specifically, I don't want the liquids, so those liquids don't work to be machshur's is fruit. You can't force a guy to make liquids. I don't want it. The only time you can force is by a cow that the milk is like blood, <coughs> excuse me, the milk is like blood, and blood you don't need rotten. When it comes to other liquids, juices, you need rotten. This case is different, because look, where did he put his grapes? In a basket. And the basket is, has many holes in it. So he understands immediately that if he puts his grapes here and they're going to ooze liquid and grape juice is going to come out, what's going to happen to it? Garbage. He put it there with intent that if he loses liquids, he loses them forever. He'll never be able to recapture it. So immediately he's mafkarit. Great. Masha'en came by us. When it comes to strawberries and pomegranates, he doesn't put it in a perforated basket. He puts it in a nice plastic jar and he's trying to catch all the liquids. Oh, you want to catch all the liquids, then you have intent, and now it becomes like a mashkim. That's why it's not like oichel, it's like mashka. But when you don't try to catch it, it's in a basket, then you're showing that you don't want the liquids, and if you don't want the liquids, then they're not mekabal tulu. Now, as we started off, and we had this yesterday, Shmuel comes along and says a great chiddush, and he says, everybody's in agreement when it comes to the two major categories. When it comes to olives and grapes, everybody's in agreement that if they ooze by themselves without intent, you cannot drink it on Shabbos. And everybody's in agreement that when it comes to regular fruit, all the fruit in the world, everybody's in agreement that you could drink it if they ooze on Shabbos. So where's the argument? In two fruit only, in pomegranates and strawberries. So the Gemara says, okay, we find that Rabbi Yehuda agrees to Chachamim when it comes to olives and grapes. But how do you know the other side, the flip side of that? That when it comes to all fruit in the world, not talking about pomegranates and, and strawberries, and not grapes and olives, but all fruit, apples and oranges. How do you know that over there Chachamim agreed to Rabbi Yehuda that if they ooze apple juice on Shabbos, you could drink it? Says the Gemara de Sanya, and it's not, it's not Mefurish, it's a more of a diok, the Sanya. Soichatim, we're turning today's daf, sponsored by Shia Greenfield from Green Star Electrical. And by the way, I thought about this. I'm getting quicker at it, huh? Who's the first sponsor? Official from Official Catering. Who's the second sponsor? Shia Greenfield from Greenfield, from Green Star Electrical. Those are the two jobs that I had before real estate. I was an, elect- uh, I was an electrician for like almost two years. I was also a caterer for a bunch of years, for five, six years. 
Anyways, okay, just maybe they, they have a better connection with me because of that. I don't know. Or maybe it was just Hashgacha uh, Pratis. Says the Gemara, but I certainly have a connection with them. I understand them. Although she had probably never bent pipe in his life because he's in New York, so you don't have to bend over there. They don't have the unions and all that stuff. Says the Gemara. Nachama, let's turn back. Soichatim, very important word here. Soichatim bevgayim uvefrishim uvuzradim. What are these things? Oh, don't worry, I have a chart for you. If you look at Rashi, bevgayim, top Rashi, prunes. Rashi says the prunes. Otherwise known in English as plums. Prunes, plums, that's how you make a, plum, a prune. So, this is bevgayim. This is Prishin of Quince, and this is Uzradin is a sorb apple. This uh, looks like some sort of berry. Yeah? Okay, these three guys, you could literally take them on Shabbos and squeeze a plum as much as you want on Shabbos, and you're not over and schita. Why? Because nobody does it. Nobody separates the juice from the fruit. You're only chayv on schita, on dash, on mefarik, on on Bayer, on all these things, is when you do it. But w- when the guy is crazy, and he starts smushing something, that's his problem, he's crazy. Uh, a guy starts taking chicken, and goes like this, starts squeezing chicken. We're going to see. If it's not done, it's not done. You can't be over, you can't, you can't invent an insert. Nobody squeezes a, a, a prune, a plum, and a quince. Pomegranates are different. You shouldn't be squeezing a pomegranate. Says the Gemara, and the Gemara focuses on this line right here. You should know that Menashe used to squeeze pomegranates. Who's Menashe? Let's pretend Menashe is a, is a big fat Amaretz. I don't know who he is. It seems like he's not a big Tamil Chacham. He's a, he's a pomegranate squeezer. That's what he is. Okay. So what do you see from him? You see that people squeeze pomegranates. There's a guy, Menashe, Bar Menachem. He squeezed pomegranates. I hope I'm right that he's not like some. It seems like from the Gemara later on. He wasn't the. Umemaidrabanani says Gemara, okay, but you still didn't prove anything that Rabbanan hold anything. It doesn't say Rabbanan here. Dilma Rabbi Maybe this whole thing is Rabbi Huda. That when it comes to other fruit, Soichatim, you're allowed to squeeze it on Shabbos. You're allowed to squeeze a plum. You're allowed to squeeze a quince. So may the Chachamim also hold that. Who said? Dilma Rabbi Yudi. Maybe this whole thing goes according to Rabbi Yudi. Says the Gemara, I'll tell you why. I Rabbi Yudi only argues on Chachamim when fruit, the whole machlois we had yesterday, to, beginning today, fruit that oozes by itself. It oozes. It came out. The fluids come out by themselves. Where does Rabbi Yudi mention you can go take a, a fruit and start squeezing it on Shabbos? That's a whole different level. In other words, there's no machlaikas on what fruit you could squeeze and not squeeze, and what fruit. The, the whole machlaikas in Chacham and Rabbi Yehuda is are we going to be geyser on this kind of fruit after somebody squeezes it? But there's no machlaikas what fruit. never said you could go squeeze something. So why does it say over here you could squeeze it? Since 
it's not a fruit that anybody in the world ever squeezes for juice. You're allowed on Shabbos to go and squeeze it, you're not over on anything. It's not in the category of Isser. So therefore, <laughs> once you're explaining Rabbi Yehuda, you can explain anybody. You can explain Rabbi Yehuda that what? That there's no schita here and you can go to and, and, and squeeze it? So therefore, I could say it's Rabban. So again, it's not a mafurish Rabbanon that agreed to, to Rabbi Yehuda. It makes a lot of sense logically that Rabban will agree to this. In other words, the whole machlaikis was if it's if you're gonna come to, if you're gonna let allow somebody to drink this liquid, is the guy gonna come later on to squeeze it on Shabbos? Rabban said you have to be geyser, Rabbi said you're not geyser. There's never machlaikis on what fruit we're talking about or how you squeeze and do you squeeze. That everybody agrees that. These garden prishim was rotten, these three types of fruit and other charcoal pears, people don't squeeze, and therefore, if you don't squeeze, you could squeeze it lechatchil on Shabbos. Chachamu should agree to that idea as well. Says the Gemara, Shabbos Menashio, Bar Menachim, Hoyusachim, Birimayim. So we brought Menashio, and we said, Menashio used to squeeze pomegranate. And what's the big riot from there? You see, pomegranates in its own category. They squeeze. People squeeze. The halacha is like menasha. What do you mean halacha is like menasha? What just happened there? How does it happen? It's like, it's like a trick. You guys are playing tricks on me. Don't know. Okay. Somehow, he disappeared. While we were talking, and David is laughing his head off in Malibu right now, Lay it down. How's that possible? Stop, it's like shtick. Okay. Uh, ask the Gemara. You're telling me Allah is like, imagine, like Gerald Foster. The Allah is like Gerald Foster because Gerald Foster uh, makes pomegranate juice. The Allah is like, like, a, like an Amar, it's like an Amaritz. He's not a Tana. What do you bring a ride from Menashe? Maybe the pshat is not that Allah is like Menashe, but like the Tana that go that brings a raya from Menashe. Okay, so I'll give it to you. The Tana, the big Talmud Chacham said, look, there's a guy called Menashe, and he has a squeezing thing, and he squeezes pomegranate all day long. And therefore, pomegranates are different than all other fruit. But I have another problem. Okay, so fine, I'll give it to you. You are medayik so much in Yilash, and you didn't mean that Allah is like Menashe. The Allah is like the Tana that brings a ray from Menashe. But still, that's a problem. Menashe and Menachem have a rubid alma. Because one person squeezes pomegranate, that's why you change the whole category of pomegranate. Says the Gemara in the Snana Makayim Koitzim Bakarim. Yes, one person could change the whole world. Why? You're talking about clay, if you plant something with grapes in the vineyard, they be, both become asr. So what if I take koitzim? I take thorns. I simply plant thorns. I'm crazy. I'm a mishogana. I plant thorns with grapes. That one guy, he decides and it becomes kadosh and everything is asr. Why? It's not, it's not a big problem. 
only things that other people do so. So if people plant tomatoes, tomatoes, whatever you want to call them, then that tomato makes the, the, the geffen osir. That's it. My time at the Rebbe Eliezer, I see some chat about mulberries. What are they telling That the, pre, the Prishan is, that, that Uzradin is mulberries? No, that's uh, tooth is mulberries. That who? Oh yeah, I keep on telling you that the, the, the tooth is berries. But Yoni put strawberries. I just added color to, to the strawberries. Actually, I took another picture. And I like it. I don't, I, don't, I don't relate to mulberry. So since Yoni put in strawberry, I'm flowing with Yoni. Yes, I understand. That's why I said it a few times yesterday. The literal translation is a berry. But just for lahamchish, to, to, for demonstration purposes only, you want to get into the nitty-gritty, it's mulberry. They probably didn't have strawberries in those days. Fine. Or maybe they did. I don't know. But yeah, when the Gemara says tut, it doesn't mean like today in Israel, tut, tut sadeh. It means berries in general. Great. Thank you, for illustrative purposes. And literally, Yoni, the illustrator, did it with... Let's see if I can find his uh, Mishnayis here somewhere. Oh, one second. Just to show you what his looks like versus mine. Uh, what is going on there? I'll find it after Sheer. Here we go. See this? You're able to see. So there's strawberries, but they're black. I don't know if you're able to see. Anyway, Zog to Gemara. So the Gemara asks the question one person does it that makes it for the whole world, says the Gemara. Yeah, you see when it comes to Klai Kerem. If a person has thorns in his vineyard, according to Rebbe Lezer, that ruins the vineyard. My time there, Rebbe Lezer, and Ruchanid explains. There are Arabs somewhere in some place, some far-fetched place that have a bunch of camels. They need thorns for the camels, and therefore thorns are considered a fruit, a vegetable. Me the area, the Ravi Asra. So what's the connection? How's Menashe, how could you compare Mr. Menashe to Aravi? Aravi is a whole city, state, country, it's a place. You have one Meshugana called Menashe that squeezes pomegranates, that's going to change everything? Hello, hainu Chizda. Says the Gemara, the Pshad is like Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda. Chirodin, Shesachton, Unesanam, Mikvah. Now, what Rashi points out, when it comes to a Mikvah, in order for me to passel my mikvah, I need, first of all, I need rainwater. I can make a passel by introducing three lug of sink water, of ma'im shu'uvim, into my mikvah. But when it comes to coloration, explains Rashi, it's a mashu. If I change the color of the water, even with one drop of dye, or whatever it is, mikvah is possible. So if I take beets, beets are beet juice, right? Red, red, terrible stuff. But, you know, today people drink beet juice. If you t- said that in the time of the Gemara, they would laugh. If I squeeze a beet, because I'm nuts, and I put it inside the mikvah, that makes the mikvah possible. Who in the right mind 
What's the name of that company that sells it? I forgot already. That one. Kids, uh, the beat guys, the guys that make matzo also, whatever. One of these funny Jewish companies. Uh, get filter fish in a can, they sell. And, and beet juice. And the old people, they. they Manischewitz. There you go. Manischewitz, beet juice. Guy made millions of dollars on a crazy idea. The Gemara says, nobody, who? Who would, who would, who would do something like that? Nobody, nobody, nobody squeezes it for the juice. Nevertheless, even though nobody squeezes it for the juice, you drink it. Okay, Ellie drinks it like crazy. Fine. You know, there's a restaurant in Chicago. I don't have time for this. I went in there. I said, stop serving beets. The, the, what's the name? The Israeli restaurant. I said, who you could put pickles on the table, but stop Taboon. putting... Taboon. So he says, everybody loves beets. I ran around the whole restaurant in front like a and I went to every single... Do you like beets? No. You like beets? No. You like beets? No. So the guy said, okay, I see you're right. He stopped putting beets on, this, on the menu. I come back a month later, there's beets on the table. Hello, what's going on here? He says, you, create, you know how many complaints I got about not having beets? So I tasted them. That was the first time I ever tasted a beet. And I actually liked them. I thought, oh, it's not bad. The, 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 so... You have to eat them with the pickle. It's a, it's a zach together. No, they the taste like pickles. They, 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 have, they, have a good, they, have, they do have a good flavor. It was my mistake. It was my bad. Anyway, so nobody... So why would the mikvah become possible if you squeeze a beet that nobody squeezes? Since I had intent that I want it, it becomes liquid, even though nobody in the right mind does it, nobody squeezes it. So, so too, as long as you have intent, when it comes to these, whatever it is, and we'll discuss it in a second, you turn it into mashka. So Rashi explains beautifully. This is classic, beautiful Gemara. If you just read it simply, okay, intent, not intent. So Rashi goes through a beautiful cheshbonir. I don't think we have time to go inside. But Rashi says like this. If that's the case, so why the first line on this Gemara, right here, and as you recall, these three guys, we said you're allowed to squeeze it on Shabbos. Well, I just said if you have intent, then you make it into mashka. So I had intent. I squeezed my, my plum. Explains Rashi. Unbelievable. That you must say, and this changes the whole sugi. It's a five-step cheshben in Rashi. Five steps. Why, is plum, why are plums different? Because plums, the only reason I'm squeezing the plum is to make it sweet, says Rashi. Oh, so making sweet is okay on Shabbos. So then what about pomegranate? I'm also squeezing the pomegranate to make it sweet. Oh, that's why the Gemara says, Menasha. Menasha squeezer for juice. Here's a riot, there's one guy called Menasha that squeezes for juice. That's why pomegranates are very different than plums. That's why this Xera, since he does it, I have to be careful that if I, even though I'm squeezing it to make it sweet, because it's Mr. Menasha, even though he's one single guy in the world, he ruined it. He made Xera for me. Unbelievable. So again, the Gemara says it makes a difference what I think and what I don't think. So if I think I want it for juice, I just made it into a mashka. So asks Rashi, what about, or explains Rashi, what about plums? Must be that plums, I don't want it for juice. Plums, I want to squeeze it to make it sweet. Oh, but it says it in the same exact line as pomegranates. Plums and pomegranates are the same exact line. One is usser, one is mutter. But you're squeezing it for the same reason. In other words, pomegranates, I squeeze it to make it sweet. So why are pomegranates usser? 
That's why the Gemara introduces us to Mr. Menasha, the squeezer, because he squeezes it for liquids to drink, not to make it sweet. And therefore, I make a gzeira and I say all pomegranates in the world and all mulberries, we'll call them mulberries now, in the world are usher to drink the liquids if you squeeze them, even though you're squeezing them to make them sweet because of Mr. Menashe. He ruined it for everybody. How do you see that one guy can ruin it for everybody? That you see from a mikvah. If one guy takes a, a beat and squeezes and puts in the mikvah, he just made the mikvah usher. Rapapa doesn't like this whole thing. No, you can't. You, with your mind, you decide it's liquid, not liquid. I'll explain to you why beets ruin a mikvah. That is because I cannot start out a mikvah with beet juice. I can't make a mikvah out of beet juice. So therefore, I cannot use a mikvah. So, so why am I bringing Menashe according to Rapapa? I'm bringing Menashe because Menashe is not the only guy in the world that does, that does pomegranate juice. Menashe is one guy as a, an example of many, many people that squeeze pomegranates, and therefore pomegranates are also the squeeze on Shabbos. What do we do? Hmm. It's a whole sugi here. I don't, okay. We'll stop right here, Rabbi Isai. Because we'll, unless, unless you guys want to go weiter, anything? Noam, go a little weiter? Three minutes? We'll see what we can do in three minutes. Not awesome. If in the mikvah, wine, vinegar, moichal. Moichal is olive water. Now, says Rashi, there are three stages in olive water. When you put all the olives together, some water comes out, very clear. Later on, when they're there for a while, they heat each other up, more liquid comes out. After that, you take the olives, you put them in a net, and you squeeze them, more liquid comes out of them. Says the Gemara that moichal and wine and vinegar, they ruin a mikvah. Man tana de moichal mashkehu. Who's this tana that says that? Omar Abayi Rabbi Yaakov. That goes according to Rabbi Yaakov. The tana Rabbi Yaakov. Moichal hareyu ke mashkehu. Though olive water is like a, a beverage and therefore it passes a mikvah. Umatam amru moichal ayoyetze betchilatar. How come we said that the, the, the step one, when it initially comes out, it's not mekabal tumah? I don't want that liquid. I'm against it coming out. If it's against, it's not mekabal tumah. Reb Shimon argues. So anyways, our time is Reb Yaakov that says it's a mashka. Mashka, a beverage, passes a mikvah. Reb Shimon says, moichal is not a mashka. So the why is it that Liquid that comes out of olives is tame. That's step three. Because at the end of the day, there's going to be oil in that water. So So what's the nafkamina between Reb Shimon and Reb Yaakov? They seemingly are saying the same thing. Step number two. What happens after step number two? According to Reb Yaakov, the liquid is tame. And according to Reb Shimon, you need oil in it, and that doesn't have oil in it. Memela, it is tahar. Rava Omar, I'll just do one more line. Mishum Similar to Reb Papa, since you don't make a mikvah out of olive water, therefore, if it changes the coloration of the mikvah, it passes the mikvah. Have a wonderful day, Noam. Please lead us with some tehillim. Have in mind. 
Rizal Gitl Bas Esther. Goyach, Rabbi Yisai.